You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about why we say to boot, another quick and dirty tip about the difference between duct tape and duct tape, and a meaty middle about the difference between can and may. Next, after listening to last week's podcast in which I talked about how I came up with the quick and dirty tips name for the podcast network, a listener named Brian wrote in with an interesting story about the phrase quick and dirty that also seems to link it to the Pacific Northwest, as I had hypothesized. Brian found some history about the DOS operating system we know of from Microsoft. We think of DOS, D-O-S, as standing for Disk Operating System. But apparently the predecessor to DOS was developed at a company called Seattle Computer Products and was originally named QDOS, which stood for Quick and Dirty Operating System. It was later called 86DOS, and then Microsoft bought it and introduced it as MS-DOS for Microsoft Disk Operating System. That's obviously not proof that it's a regional saying, but it's another tidbit that links quick and dirty to the Pacific Northwest, and is an interesting bit of history to boot. Pun intended. Thanks, Brian. And after I said that phrase, an interesting bit of history to boot, I started to wonder why we use the phrase to boot. It's kind of odd, right? Does it have to do with boots you wear on your feet? The trunk of a car, which is called a boot in Britain? I had to look it up. So according to the Oxford English Dictionary and Etymology Online, it goes all the way back to the Old English word boat. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's spelled B-O-T. The word meant something like advantage, help, and to make something good or better. Eventually, it also came to mean something extra or added into the bargain— as in this citation in the OED from the 1599 play, First Part, King Edward IV. What boot wouldst thou give me? So, the boot was something good, an extra, something thrown in for good measure, which is essentially what it still means in the phrase to boot. I was saying you get information that supports the idea that quick and dirty was popular in the Northwest, and you get an extra story about history— an interesting bit of history to boot. And doing that research reminded me of a word from finance that I encountered during my time in Silicon Valley. I had completely forgotten about this, 
But when you're doing a round of financing, such as an initial public offering, you might, for example, offer 10% of your company for $3 million. But such deals also often have a boot, an extra bit of your company that you'll let the investment bankers sell if the offering is going really well. I didn't find that exact definition in any dictionaries, and all my attempts at Google searching got swamped out by stories about the boot barn IPO, employees getting the boot, getting fired, entrepreneurial boot camps, and so on. But I checked with a couple of people who've done such deals, and they confirmed that I'm remembering correctly. So that's a specialized finance meaning of boot, possibly just jargon, possibly not widespread, that also goes back to the extra, or something special, thrown in meaning. A second meaning in finance is something you add to a deal to make the exchange equal. For example, if you buy a car and trade in your old car, and then also give the dealer some money, that extra money you add is called the boot. These meanings of boot are from a completely different origin than the type of boot you wear on your feet, the part of a car where you put luggage, and the saying to give someone the boot, which means someone has been fired or kicked out. All those meanings of boot ultimately go back to a word from Old French. And finally, I wondered whether the extra or something special thrown in meaning of boot was related to the word booty for pirate's plunder, and it appears I'm not the only one to make a connection. Both the Oxford English Dictionary and Etymology Online say that booty does not come from the same origin as boot. It goes back to different Old French and Germanic words, but it was influenced by association with the word boot that means extra or additional. So that's a long and I hope interesting answer to my original question of why we say things like, and an interesting bit of history to boot. Next, I looked into whether we should call that especially strong tape that helps you MacGyver your way through life, duct tape with a T, or duct tape as in quack quack. The tape is known today as duct tape, spelled with a T, but the name has a long and confusing history. It was invented by a division of Johnson & Johnson in the 1940s and used by American soldiers in World War II, reportedly for everything from repairing broken windows to making temporary bandages, and soldiers called it duct tape. After the war, it was used by construction workers to hold ventilation ducts together, And at this point, it was silver-colored to match the ducts it was holding together, and it was generally referred to as duct tape. According to SureTech Brands, which now owns the trademark on the name duct tape with a K, duct tape wasn't marketed to the general public until 1978. It was sold by Manco Inc., and they made their version green instead of silver. And it wasn't marketed as duct tape until 1980, at which point they also made the tape in other colors. Of course, today it's available in all kinds of colors and prints, and I see it sold in craft stores. My friend's daughter used to make colorful purses and wallets out of it. An interesting side note, and another reason people may be confused about whether it's called duct tape or duct tape, is that the backing of the original tape was a type of woven cotton called duck cloth. Duck, in this sense, comes from the Dutch word duck, which means linen cloth. 
And long before World War II, electricians were using tape from duck cloth that they called duct tape. For example, this instruction is from an 1894 article about amateur motor building in a magazine called The Electrical World. In belting from the motor, connect to as large a pulley as possible and practical, and use heavy duct tape one inch wide, such as printers use on their large presses. But adhesive tapes weren't in wide use at that time, so tape usually wasn't tape as we think of it today. It was just long strips of duck cloth. So to sum up, first it was duck tape, which was just strips of duck cloth. Then it was duck tape with adhesive like we think of today, and it was used by soldiers. Then it was duct tape, mostly used in construction. And finally, today, it's generically known as duct tape, and also sewed by one company under the brand name Duck Tape. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Next, a listener named Donna says that after familiarizing herself with the definitions and usages of can and may, she still isn't sure which word to use in this sentence. May we expect you tomorrow? Or can we expect you tomorrow? That's a tough one. Once upon a time, in the land of strict grammar rules, can denoted physical or mental ability, and may denoted permission or authorization. It wasn't okay to use can if you were talking about permission. 
You could hear citizens of this land saying, May I accompany you to the ball, Miss Fuzzywink? And why, of course you may, my dear. This young lady perhaps would ask her suitor about his dancing ability. Can you do the cha-cha? And he would answer that he did have the ability. Why, of course I can, Miss Fuzzywink. Nowadays, the rules aren't so cut and dried. Since the second half of the 19th century, can has been used in informal contexts to denote permission. You've probably heard someone ask, can I go to the party? If we lived in strict grammar land, the authorities would complain about this usage. But these days, it's acceptable to use can in this manner if you're speaking informally. If you're a teacher of young children, you probably often hear, can I go to the bathroom? Parents probably hear their children whining, can I have a cell phone? So are the kids to blame for using can instead of may? Well, they just repeat what grown-ups say, and grown-ups are apparently moving away from the sometimes prissy-sounding may. For example, according to the American Heritage Dictionary, the experts on its usage panel were more accepting of using can to mean may in a recent survey than they were in the past. Now, May does have its rare place. If formality and politeness are of utmost importance, you should use May to denote permission. So it would be better to say to the waiter at a fancy restaurant, May I have more water, please, than can I have more water, please. If you've just knocked on a door, you should probably say, May I come in? Before we answer Donna's question, let's talk about denying permission. No, you may not turn off your listening device just yet. It's possible to say the obscure contraction mayn't, but I wouldn't recommend it. The American Heritage Dictionary says mayn't sounds unnatural, and Garner's Modern English Usage states that educated people typically say can't I instead of mayn't I or may I not. So if we were in the land of strict grammar rules, we might hear Miss Fuzzywink asking her governess, but why can't I go to the ball? Even she probably wouldn't say, why mayn't I? Next, we can ponder Donna's question about can or may we expect you tomorrow. First, we might ask ourselves if the speaker is talking about ability or permission. I don't think we're talking about permission. Are we allowed to expect you tomorrow? No. Neither does it seem to be talking about ability. Are we mentally able to expect you tomorrow? At least not in this literal sense, but it does work in the sense of, will we be able to expect you tomorrow? In other words, can we make plans to have you at our house? Can also has meanings beyond simple ability. For example, it can also mean to have the possibility of something, such as, I hear you can win at poker. Therefore, can we expect you tomorrow could also have the sense of, is there a possibility that you'll arrive tomorrow? If we want to ask, are you coming tomorrow, maybe we should just say it that way. But if I were forced to choose between can and may, I would say, can we expect you tomorrow? That segment was written by Bonnie Mills, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. Finally, I have a short excerpt from an interview I did with June Casagrande about her new book, The Joy of Syntax. And I was wondering if when you were writing it, I know you've been doing this just as long, did you learn th- new things as you were researching and writing the book too? Or did you already know it all? 
It is very frustrating how intimidating this subject is and how hard it is to really wrap your mind around all of it. And I can open one of my own old books and think, oh, I forgot that. I no longer have a good grasp of that. I'm behind in this subject matter. So every time I sit down to write something about grammar, I'm inclined to bump into stuff I don't know and stuff I forgot and all that. And specifically with this book, one of the things that stands out to me is pronouns. Are all, I'm always surprised at how many more pronouns there are than I remember. And, and specifically indefinite pronouns, like the word all is categorized as a pronoun if you use it that way. If you say all are welcome, it's functioning as a subject of the sentence so it's a pronoun, and if you say all people are welcome, then it's a determiner. It's, you know, it's functioning adjectively, so to speak. And I always forget stuff like that, and, uh, and relearning it is always a terrifying, <laughs> terrifying, intimidating experience. Yeah, I, ca- I can't write. If you'd like to hear the rest, it's a bonus episode for Stitcher Premium subscribers. June and I talked about why writing fiction is at least 10 times harder than writing nonfiction, and about the one grammar rule we discovered that we both hate, and more. You can sign up to listen at stitcherpremium.com grammar with the offer code grammar. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Thanks again to Brian for the information about the quick and dirty operating system, and hello to flashkid.cg who listens in Canada. Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find hundreds of articles and all the other Quick and Dirty Tips podcast hosts at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.